0: everyone and a warm welcome along to the Seals podcast. I'm your host Albert Davis and welcome to episode 17 of your official Chester FC podcast. You can catch up on every episode on thesealspodcast.buzzsprout.com and we're on all of your favorite apps including Apple and Spotify. So we're going to reflect on the last week or so down the diva as the Blues have faced Hereford and Spennymoor at home with a brand new Seals Live recap and we will hear from assistant manager Steve McNaughty on Tuesday evening. We'll then wrap up the show with exclusive chats with midfield general Declan Weeks and exciting prospect Ollie Haywood. So, let's jump straight into the match action as we look back on games against both Hereford and Spennymoor. Here's your SEALs Live recaps with commentary from Phil Turner and Matty Johnson, but first up is Jason Walker and James French.
1: Ball into the box, that's a by Harrison Burke. it's into the net! Harrisonburg Bergman his second goal for Chester. His second goal here at the Diva Stadium. That's just a free header on the six-yard box, not picked up, arrives late, heads it into an empty net, James. 1-0 to the Blues. A goal to celebrate his contract. He's overlapping on this right-hand side. He's free, but Fitzpatrick has no eventually host. didn't Hereford choose to go left. Egan, and that's an empty net and a goal for Hereford ball across the face Owen Evans stepped over it and that's been side-footed into the net by Hereford 1-1 one, one. right on the half-time whistle Fourth actor, left-footed in swinger towards Matty Williams who gets a free header it's in! A nice 2-1 to the Blues Matty Williams with a downward header guard, got a couple of touches on it but couldn't keep it out of the net and the Blues retake the lead, deservedly so, in this second half. Ball down the left-hand side now with Kouillard who looks to shoot on his left. That's a great goal. Absolutely wonderful goal by Kouillard. He's thrown a couple of step-overs, stepped to his left, smashed the ball through Kevin Roberts' legs and it's into the side netting on the far side. 2-2. just across the ball and Akira Simmons has knocked down the Hereford forward and the referee has put the whistle in his mouth and awarded the penalty. Tom Owen Evans against Will Stanway, ball on the spot now. Owen Evans thumps the ball into the left hand corner of the net and that's 3-2 to two, the travelling Bulls.
2: Rob Aptor takes over possession. Back to George Waring The ball just escapes him. The shot comes in. It's blocked by Jamie Chandler. And it will be allowed to drop out of play. Balling ball into the left side of the penalty to Rob Ramshaw. And he slides the ball beyond Will Stanway. And it's a low ball across the turf into the back of the net. And Spennymore Town inside five, or oh, inside six minutes. Have the lead here. It's Chester nil Spennymore one. And now Glenn Taylor gets to the ball ahead of Simon Brand. And Taylor plays a low ball down through the right channel for Thunis. And he's defended well. Penalty. And the referee's given a penalty to Spenny Moore. Glenn Taylor looking for his 18th lead goal of the season. 17th game on Saturday from the penalty spots.
3: Yeah! And what a
2: save! Will Stanway with an absolute pearler! Top draw save from Will Stanway. George yeah! Waring... Dings to one towards goal. It comes off the post, and Joe you know, Tate is there to clear the ball away for the Moors again. And well, that one looked like it was going wide, but it's uh, it's hit the post. Foolish yeah. one-one with Stanway and Foolish with a really tidy finish through Will Stanway into the far side netting, into the back of the net, and it's Chester nil, Spennymoor Town two. And the referee will say, that will do, that will be enough football here this evening. And the full-time whistle blows, and it finishes Chester nil. Spennymore Town 2.
0: So a disappointing week of home action, with consecutive defeats at the Diva for the first time this season. After the game, assistant manager Steve McNulty spoke to the press and here he is reflecting on the game with BBC Radio Merseyside's Neil Turner.
4: Steve, your thoughts on the game? I thought we were too open. Um, Individual errors, cost us goals Uh, again. I think that's the story since we've been here. Um, we're not defending as a team, uh, as a back four, and we leave ourselves um, way to open. And, you know, three passes and through through our whole team, and they had the chance on goal and, uh, and took it. But um, it's very disappointing. Can you rectify it? I don't think you can rectify individual individual mistakes and indiv- individual errors. You know, we work on back four work. You know, we work on team shape and stuff like that. But um, you know, we we'll, we'll trying our best to, you know, coach them and get our ideas across to them. But as you say, I think uh, it's hard to coach him. Um, you know, to stop individual uh, mistakes.
5: Is there any sort of movement on the injured front? Because quite a lot, there's quite a lot of big payroll sitting in the stand tonight. Uh, is there anything, any players that can come back?
4: Yeah, I think we've got a couple out there. You know, not far off. Maybe be off for of selection on Saturday, but. Um, you know, same again. You know, we've had a few come back and and go back out with injury, so um, we don't want to be rushing them back too, too fast. But you know, I think there's a few not too far off now.
5: One of the problems in a little run like this is confidence or lack of confidence in this in this instance. Are the lads, have the lads got the character to come back and bounce back?
4: You know, there's plenty plenty of experience in that dressing room. You know, but there's plenty of characters as well. So um, you know, we'll all stick together. we um, Come in Thursday. Um, you know we've just got to get on when i just say you know confidence will be low at the minute you know we haven't we haven't won in you know a fair few games now so and um, we'll be going on going there on chatty to rectify that and you know get a win and then hopefully we can say one minute to two wins and you know going on a little run
5: one of the two things in the last couple
4: of games that's hit me uh,
5: whether you agree with this or not i don't know um the second half performance in both instances hereford and tonight against Spennymoor, was flat
4: yeah, that's, it is something we spoke about. I think you were right against Hereford, but I thought we come out come out today and we started the second half really well. Thought thought we were the better side for the first first part of the second half, but uh, against Hereford we did start the start the game second half slow and you know we do say that every time before we come out um, before the second half that we must start quick. But uh, I can't agree with you tonight. I thought we we did start the second half um, the better team,
5: and then ten minutes into that period, of course, the second goal kills you basically.
4: Yeah, it does. You know, it's too easy to play through as a team. I think it was three passes and, you know, they were through on our goal and uh, he's finished it well, to be fair, to him. But um, as I said earlier on in the interview, you know, we we just can't defend like that.
5: We spoke about the the payroll in the stand. Any chances of bringing extra players in to fill the gaps that
4: obviously you would see? You know, that's certainly, you know... Probably the gaffer has his own thoughts, you know. We do speak about things and things, you know, players, different players and stuff like that. But as you say, um, most of the con- uh, players are contact here, you know, and you know, until the end of the season. But um, you know, we will look at it through the weekend and you know, um, have a chat about. It. And if you know, it's no point in just bringing any player in. No, you know, the, the player that comes in has got to improve, us you know, and, and be better than what we've got. So. Um, you know it's so that we do always look at and it's going to be difficult to bring contracted players in because if
5: they're doing anything at the moment they're obviously going to stay with the club i'm thinking more about loans from, uh, up the higher up the pyramid
4: yeah you know loans up higher up the pyramid you know most of them are you know young lads and, and unproven at these levels and you do get a lot of the lot of the young lads that come up the academy that do come to this le- um this level and stru- struggle a little bit so um you know you' sort of taking a gamble and at the minute you know it's you know I don't think we're in a position to you know be taking gambles and you know looking at young young lads you know giving them games and stuff like that you know we we need to be picking results up and and winning football matches For the Blues
0: it's about putting things right and fast as we enter the final few months of the campaign Midfielder Declan Weeks recently made it a half century of Chester appearances and has been speaking about recent form with me on the Seals podcast Deck. obviously we start with our most recent game, which was that home defeat to Spenny Moore. A disappointing night at the office. What was your take on the game?
6: Another poor performance from us. Um, I felt like we were weak. They were well, well organised, caught us on the break. And um, after the first half, I think Robert post at the start of the second half and then the the second goal sort of killed us. And, we we go we went for it quite a bit and um, they caught us on the break a new number of times and it could have been four or five really so very disappointing.
0: I'm sure it it was a a hurting dressing room after the game. What what was the
6: mood like in there following the full time whistle? It's been hurting after every game. It might not seem like it to the fans or whatever, but um, we're just as frustrated as they are. Um, it's not nice losing, and no one wants to lose. Um, we we try our best. It's just things aren't clicking this season, and it's just you've got to keep plugging away. That's three defeats in a row now. But obviously, it comes off
0: the back of not just a win, but a 5 0 win against a playoff side in Southport, which was a, such a good performance. That that must not just winning games, but winning games the way we do when we do must must add to the frustration, knowing the levels that the group are capable of.
6: Yeah, definitely. And that's why you can see the fans get so mad because they see they see what we're capable of. You know, we've beat Blythe five was it five one, Southport, yeah. five nil, we're we're capable of doing it. It's just not regular enough and it's been that's been the case this season. I don't even think we've had back to back wins and it's just not good enough. Absolutely.
0: But obviously how important is it? Particularly at this stage of the season with, with, with where we are, you know, the games are sort of whittling away now as we approach the end of the campaign. How important is it that everyone sticks together, stays united?
6: Well, exactly. Like you said, um, we need to stay united at the moment the way we are. we um, Let's be honest, we need to get a few wins to get ourselves away from relegation. Listen, we've got 14 games left. Everyone's got different motives. We're all motivated, whether it be long players wanting to impress their parent clubs us, we're none of us are sorted apart from Harrison for next season, whether it be at Chester, whether it be elsewhere. We we're motivated to get a new contract somewhere, and um, the young lads want to impress, and the manager's letting them do that by playing young sides all the time. And uh, we just need the fans with us. You know, there's 14 games left. Let's give it a go, and uh, let's set a bit of momentum until up until next season. You know, if we start it now, it's a feel good factor going into the new season for whoever may be
0: something obviously that, that we touched on that there has been a lot of you know there's been some low moments in this season but I can think back to some positive reaction from the supporters as well you know the away game against Hereford sort of springs to mind when I think about it they can, they can be such a huge it's important to stress they can be such a huge boost to the side when they're on song and when they're right behind the players isn't that the case?
6: Yeah they're massive for us when when they're loud and positive it's, it's like a, well, a cliche saying it's like the 12th man and, uh, it gives us a real buzz when it gets going. And I know we haven't given much to cheer about this year, but it would mean a lot for these 14 games if they just give us everything because we're all going to give them everything we've got to. Um, and let, let's just give it a go.
0: You know, talk about, talk about those low moments that have been positives this season as well. But you personally, 50 games for the club earlier this month. You know we, we had a good good season last year and obviously the campaign was curtailed. what's your overall time been like in a blue and white shirt for this football club?
6: very mixed bag last year absolutely loved it um we, we were flying and I was gutted when the season got cancelled and this year um, statistically i' I'm doing okay, but my performance wise I'm the same as the team it's inconsistent and uh, not where I want to be. And I think I'm the same as everyone. Um, if you look back at the start of the season, what our targets would be, none of us have done ourselves any justice. So, um, like I said, we've got these 14 games now and football's a short career. You've got to embrace every game. And, uh, let's just try and knuckle down, get our heads down, grind and see, see where we go. We've talked in interviews so many times about your link up with Glenno, obviously he's missed
0: a few games now due to injury. Rowan Roach has come in and done well. You know he's a young lad, and also Harrison, who's a defender by trade, but is impressed in that midfield role. Tell us about the young lads around you in that midfield unit at the minute.
6: So I mean, the young, they're, they're learning. It's a new experience for me, being the oldest one in there, the, the experienced head, if you if you want to say that. Um, so it's it, I'm I'm learning as well, but um, you know it's not. It's not nice for well. It's nice for them to be playing games, but it's not nice for them to be thrown into the deep end when we're struggling, and fans can get on our backs when we're struggling, and that—that's what I mean. We just want to give it, give it our all. So you know, the young lads can have fun playing, which they should be at that age. They should, they should embrace it and be fearless. And um, they, they've done brilliant so far. You know, uh, they've had to play a lot more minutes than I'm sure they would have expected with all our injuries. Like you look at people in the stands last night; they're really good players, and. um but we just, we're, we are where we are.
0: Something you touched on there, obviously, you are one of the more experienced players in the side at the minute, given the young lads that have had to step in and sort of have their opportunities. Do you enjoy that sort of leadership role in the side, having that responsibility? Though,
6: um, I'm a quiet lad. You know, I just like to get my head down and work. Um, I'm not not as vocal, apart from when the referee annoys me time to time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, but it's something again. I, I'm learning that role myself, and uh, it's something. Obviously, as I get older, I've got to, I've got to sort of like take on my back and and learn. And um, I'm sure I'll get better at it. Does it
0: in some respects as well? Obviously, you said you're quiet lad, but talking about Glen and and being the captain and and that phrase that's used a lot about leading by example. Is it is it more that and and does that sort of spur you on to put in that extra ten percent into your performance as well, though?
6: Yeah, you know, for I'd say me and Glenn are pretty similar personalities and we're not shouters and ballers in the dressing room. That's more for your grandees of this world. Um but you know, we, we like to show up for our performances and I know we haven't done it a lot this season and but um it, it, it's how we are as people really. Uh, well I can speak for myself just like I prefer to just give me give that extra ten percent and um hopefully it's Go, it um, wears off and everyone else, and then uh, go from there. Saturday we move on to Leamington. So we've already beaten at
0: home, but a tough place to go, and obviously just one away win all season for us. What what does the team need to do well in order to get a positive result there?
6: Like I said, there's 14 games left. We just need to take it one step at a time, and we just we just need a mentality of just go there, even if it's ugly, just win. No matter no matter how how ugly how nice it is we just need to win and whether that be by saying let's set up we don't concede be solid in shape we just need that mentality of going there and not thinking oh I I hope we don't lose there I hope it goes okay just like a solid mentality of togetherness and just go there we're solid and we we win
0: so, an open and honest chat with Deck there. Let's hope the lads can get a positive result at Leamington. That will be a huge psychological boost to conclude February. We end the show with Ollie Haywood. The youth team captain was involved with the senior side in pre-season before having a loan spell in the Northern Premier Division 1 with Runcorn Linnets. Last month, he signed a senior deal at the Blues and was an unused sub on Tuesday night's defeat to Spennymore. I spoke with Ollie looking back on the last 12 months that has seen his progression go from strength to strength. Ollie, obviously, first time we've had a chance to speak to you since getting your first professional senior contract with the football club. Talk us through your emotions on, on signing that deal.
3: Yeah, it was just an amazing feeling really to be offered that deal by, um, by the club. Obviously, I've been in for about 18 months now and that was, as soon as I came into the club, that was the aim to get a contract to obviously try and push as close as I can to the first team and just to you know get that security like, long term was just an amazing feeling for me and my family. Tell us a little bit about your journey because obviously someone like
0: Harrison who's been with the football club from a younger age, for you it was a little bit different. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah, so I was at um, Stoke between nines up to uh, under-sixteens and then when I wasn't offered a scholarship, I had quite a lot of trials at league clubs and stuff and um, obviously with COVID, it ended up being quite difficult to go to some of them trials and um, I remember I went to an exit trials in the... Kind of local area and cal saw me there and as soon as he got in touch with my dad straight away we were like you know wow this guy's you know he knows what he's doing obviously after lockdown a few months passed and then they ended up being like go you on know, should we go and try chester and then just as soon as i came into the club i absolutely loved everything about the environment about cal and mike and just the way they were with the lads and i just instantly fell in love with it and then i just it's taken off ever since really Obviously, with COVID, there's been some
0: some aspects I'm sure of your sort of scholarship missing. But one moment, obviously, that that we will talk about is that uh, cup final victory last year. Yeah. It was a, a special venue, a special way to win as well. It there was no fans in there, but it must be a fantastic memory for you and
3: and all the lads that were involved. Oh yeah, it was absolutely amazing because when we came back after the lockdown earlier last year, that was really what we were building up to the whole time. We literally had couple of months planning everything was surrounding that game and then to go and get the victory especially in the manner that we did on penalties was just amazing and then for me to be a part of that was just such a good experience like you say obviously it would have been a lot better with fans but playing in such a good ground against the quality side in Eastley to come out on top of that was just an amazing feeling. I'm sure something that Cal would talk to you about is is the fans and
0: how they get behind the youth sides here in times gone by. You then got that experience this season and for you in the FA Youth Cup to captain the side as well. That must also be a, a special moment.
3: Yeah, it was incredible for us to get four home draws after I think only having about four in the last however many years. We hear all this talk about Cal saying how much the fans do really get behind you, but we never really got the chance to see that in my first year of my scholarship. But to see that four times this year was just incredible, really. The amount of people that share the support and just round the ground every day, that just the knowledge that they all have on the youth team and that, the belief that they have as well, it's just it's just so good for me and the lads to really feel supported by them. It's not just like there's a big gap between ourselves and the first team, there's really that connection between the whole club. And it was great to get three wins in front of the fans as well. Obviously, we fell short against Grimsby who were a good side to be fair. But to get that experience of four home draws and to play at the Diva was just incredible. Definitely, and and your
0: progression this year I'm sure would have been helped with your um dual reg as it was at the time with Runcorn and that experience to play men's football.
3: Yeah, well I'd been in with Runcorn a bit of training in my first year with um Cal wanting to get that experience but to get on the dual reg was amazing and just to be in and around like the match day squads really made me want to push further to obviously get into our first team or as close as possible. Um, and obviously, Linnet's have been flying this year. They're doing really well. And I'm almost certain they'll be in them uh, playoff spots come the end of the year. And the, some of the experiences, I've just got countless ones I could name of what I've learned from being over there with the experienced players. Obviously, there's a lot of young lads that I know that used to be at Chester. And that was just a really, really good experience, something that's definitely helped me to push on since leaving. Tuesday night, you're an unused sub on the bench in the first team in that game against Benny
0: Moore. Regardless of, of not getting any minutes out there, though, to, as you something you touched on, being in the match day squad, how important is that for your progression?
3: Yeah, it's absolutely massive. That's definitely... You know, after signing my contract, it was like, what's the next step? And I think being in the match day squad was definitely the next on that list. And when I saw, you know, my name on the subs, I can't even describe how excited I was, even though obviously you understand you're not guaranteed any minutes. And obviously with the position I play and stuff, it's not like you're a player that just gets thrown on randomly. But, um, just to be a part of the match day squad is amazing. See what it's really like at a, proper top level to see how the players go about their business on a match day, see what goes on and just to see that up close and first hand was amazing and hopefully I can give myself the best opportunity to go and earn further chances in the match day squads and obviously hopefully get on the pitch. You've worked with Callum who's been fantastic for your development as he is
0: all the young lads. Talk to me about the first team as well, though, because Steve Watson is the manager now, a player that played in, in as a fullback in, in the Premier League. Yeah. He, how's he been with, with your progression?
3: Yeah, well, as soon as uh, I saw that the gaffer was appointed, I was straight on, obviously, looking at his career, and I just really thought, wow, how massive this could be for me, not only because of like, the positions he's played, but just the experience that he brings um, to me and the lads. I've been able to learn so much from him in such a short space of time obviously we've had a few difficult results in recent weeks but obviously i see each training session how hard the lads are working and how we're really pushing to kind of turn our fate around um you can't fault anything that the lads are doing week in week out and i think that's testament to you know the gaffer and to maca as well just the sheer work ethic that they show themselves on the training ground really rubs off on us as players. And personally, I've been able to learn so much from them too. like I say, in such a short space of time. And I think long term as well, I'll be able to learn even more and really develop my game through them.
0: One thing I did want to touch on is a player that you shared that one of them special moments that we talked about before, Harrison, he obviously was part of the side with you that, that won the cup that year. When you see him out there and sort of he's taken his opportunity in the last few months, how pleased are you for him? But also, how much does seeing something like that inspire you to go, it, it could be my time very,
3: very soon? Yeah, it's so good to see that, you know, that pathway. It really is there. And obviously, I've been able to see the hard work that Harrison's put in day in, day out since joining my scholar. It instantly, as soon as I joined the club, I remember thinking, how is this guy. At Chester with no disrespect to the club but I genuinely thought you know I'd been on trial at some you know really top clubs a couple of Premier League clubs and I was going you know this guy is better than some of the lads I've yeah. seen there and I think that's really showing now with the performances that he's putting in the first team I'm just so pleased for him because I know how hard he's worked to get to this stage and how hard he's continuing to work to keep developing his game but obviously personally and for me and the other lads in the youth team it really shows that that pathway is there with the right mentality and the right work ethic you can go and reach your goals and push on even further
0: so that wraps up the february episode of the seals podcast we hope you've enjoyed the show a big thank you to our guests and contributors and see you tomorrow at lemington where hopefully the blues can get back to winning ways i'm albert davis and thanks for tuning in bye for now